Today we do two days portions of Tanya, Fridays, Yudches Chai Sivan, and today is Yudches. At this point in Tanya, we're ready to go back on a certain level to our origin point, point of these chapters, which if you remember, or if you don't, in the beginning of, the very beginning of chapter one of Shaha Yichavimuna, of this gate of unification and belief in Hashem and God, we're looking at a verse. And you should know today and restore to your heart that Havaya is Elohim in the heavens above and the earth below. There's nothing but, nothing else. There's nothing but Him. There's nothing additional. And the Rebbe there said, like, hello, we would think there's another God uh, in outer space or under the sea, like a creature crouching under the sea or in the heavens. Why do we need to so strongly warn, no, restore this to your heart, Havaya is Elohim. So now, at this point in Chapter 6, which we are going to conclude today, we begin to understand why we have to say that so strongly because truly it is very, very contra-instinctive. Meaning, they now we know that creation is the dynamics of two forces, two of God's traits, his trait of kindness, giving life, and his trait of judgment, of constricting, constricting the flow of energy so that life could exist. And these two forces are one with him, and therefore it's him. Him as the kindness, him as the judgment. And therefore it's actually expressed by two of his names, as we see in the verse. Havaya, that which gives existence, like the word Mahave, and Elohim, the numerical value we learned of nature, expressing the seeming constriction of nature. So there's Hashem, God, in his name, Havaya, giving life. God, in his name, Elohim, concealment of the life he gives. And the verse is saying, you should know, you better know, don't make a mistake, Havaya is Elohim. So what does this mean? So now we're going to do the Tanya and understand what the Rebbe is saying here. So what we really understand actually is that all of the traits fuse with each other. We're talking here on the high spiritual world of our little solar system here of what we call Seder Hishtalshalos, Atsilos, Bria, Yitzira, Nasiya. And in Atsilos, we said he and his traits are one. And therefore, there's a blending. Actually, on all the world, there's a blending of the traits because blending shows a godly quality. It shows a quality of bittel, of self-nullification. On the side of klipa, on the side of evil, there's no blending. The evil version of kindness can't blend with the evil version of judgment because on the side of evil, the essence quality of evil is sense of self, which means by definition a separation, an ego that one can't meld with the other. The essence quality on the side of godliness is nullification, is self-nullification, is lowering oneself to a higher force. And therefore, all of the godly traits blend. And therefore, we're saying, oh, this is God's gvura. This is his judgment. This is his constriction. But 
as we said last time, which was on Thursday, that this constrictive energy is actually kindness. If it wasn't for this constrictive energy, creation wouldn't exist. So it's true. The energies of gevura, of judgment, of severity, of constriction, are blending here. They're melding with the energies of kindness. They're fusing together that the tool of constriction is actually here to do something kind. Like when you tell your child no to help your child. Are you being mean? Well, from a three-year-old's perspective, yes. But it's really an expression of your kindness, of your love. So when God is saying, hold back, use the tool of Gvura, it's an expression of his love. It's an expression of his desiring creation to happen because of his love for us. So the fact that these traits blend this way, that the chesed and Gvura, the love and the judgments can blend this way, is because truly they're one with God. And as they're one with God, therefore they have this godly ability to be nullified, to be nullified to the godliness inside both of them and to blend. So in the verse, when we are like warned, pay attention to this, place this in your heart. The reason we're warned so strongly is because this does seem very contra-instinctive because we look at the world we say, oh, Elohim is nature, the nature. That's the numerical value. That's like one existence. And Havaya, oh, that's the godly energy. That's like a completely different existence. We're told no, not at all. Havaya and Elohim are both God. Havaya is Elohim. Havaya is God. And Elohim is God. Two different manifestations of God. Absolutely completely blended and fused with each other because they're completely fused and one with him. And that's why we're saying, look around the world because when you look around the world and you look at the heavens above and the earth below, you think of it like, and we're talking here to believing people. We're not saying atheists or non-believers. We're saying you, Orthodox, from Jews, you look around the world and you think, okay, there's a world. And that world is full of God's energy because I'm a believing person, so I know the world is full of God's energy. No, that's not what's going on at all. In other words, in your head, you sort of split it. There's that which makes it nature, a world, Elohim, and then there's a flow of energy in it that makes it subservient to God, Havaya. No, Havaya is Elohim. Havaya is God. Elohim is God. Havaya and Elohim is one because they're both God. In other words, we think of it, we, again, meaning good-believing people without this deeper knowledge and awareness of the absolute unity and oneness of God, we might compare it in our heads metaphorically, and now we're sort of at the end of yesterday's time, the beginning of today's, we might compare it to a body-soul relationship. There's this thing called a body, a piece of flesh, and then there's the soul that fills the body, that gives the body a higher purpose, that vivifies the body on some level. And so, too, that's like a microcosm. And the macrocosm is there's a world, which I see as a manifestation of Elohim, a natural world. And then there's the godly energy that flows through it, the higher powers that move this world up higher than clogs of mud and happenstance. 
which reflect God's energy, Havaya. And the Rebbe says, no way. Havaya hu Elohim. This is what the verse is warning you and saying very strongly because your natural metaphor of world to godly energy like body to soul makes a lot of sense, but it's completely wrong. Because Havaya hu Elohim. It's all one. Meaning, in the physical body-soul relationship, as we would look at it, the body and the soul have two separate sources. The body is from a mother, from a father, from the food the mother ate before birth, from all the food the person's eating after. And then there is a soul that we do know on some level gives life to the body, but we don't believe is totally responsible for the body's growth. Because, hey, you need the father, you need the mother, you need the food. So they really have sort of two distinct separate sources, but they're fused together and the soul vivifies and gives a godly spiritual elevation to the physicality of the body. That's not so original. Havaya hu halokin. Meaning, what you're looking at, that physical world in front of you, Yes, on the surface, you see the Elohim. You see the constriction, which means you don't see the God. But the source of the constriction is Elohim. And Elohim is a manifestation of God. And under the Elohim, what you don't see, the Havaya, is, again, God. Havaya, who Elohim. Havaya is God. And Elohim is God. And Havaya and Elohim are one because they're both a manifestation of God. So unlike in the body and soul, where they're coming from two separate sources on a certain level, and therefore one is not completely nullified in the other, and it's not that the body reverting to its origin energy is soul. No. There's the energy of the body, and there's the energy of the soul. But the world, reverting to its origin energy, is Havaya, is God. Elohim is the constriction on the energy of Havaya, which is the origin energy of every physical thing you see. And therefore, the Rebbe says, the metaphor for our physical world is not a body with the spirituality of a soul, a physical world with God's energies to bring it to a higher level of spiritualized existence, possibly. No. The metaphor is, as the metaphor we already used several times, the rays of the sun to the sun. Because the rays of the sun, though if we view them far from planet sun, they might seem to have their own identity. They might seem to have independent existence. But when I go back to their origin, their origin is the sun. They don't have an independent origin. And as, of course, we said earlier in this section of Tanya, by the physical world, the world is constantly in its source. So it's the rays in the sun, always. So the physical world and everything I see in the physical world, which seems to me like some separate force called Elohim, is always in its source. And its source is ultimately Havaya. And Elohim, the concealment, is God. And Havaya, 
the energizing origin is God. And therefore, when I look around everything in the world, I'm being warned. Warned meaning I'm being told this very strongly because it's not how I would think. Ain old. You look around the world, and the world seems to have a lot of multiplicity. The world seems to have a lot going on in it, a lot of things in it, a lot of other forces in it, a lot of oid, a lot of others. Ain oid. There's nothing but God. And everything you see is another manifestation of God. And you might be seeing the Elohim manifestation, which happens to be God, which in the source of that Elohim manifestation is the Havai manifestation, which is also God, which means everything in the end comes back to being the same substance. No matter what your eyes see of it, and that substance is one thing, God. Because there's nothing except God. And that's the point we're coming to. And that's the essence point that we're trying to understand. That even though I look and see lots of things, what I'm seeing is all different manifestations of the only thing there is, God.